Any questions so far? Ah, I used that before, okay. Uh, sorry for cutting your lunch about 15 minutes early, but they said it was okay, and so I just went along with them. I hope that's okay. If you still want to chat, you're welcome to kind of just turn around. Now, what I'd love to do, this is, this is one of the best talks for me that I give, because it really pulls in everything. What happens in the office visit is when you shine, when you absolutely shine. It's your time to shine. And so what I'd like you to do in the next hour, and we'll end at 1.45, uh, is to, you're going to get together in groups, people who are adjacent to you or near you. You're going to cluster together, and I'll tell you about that in just a second. And what I'd love you to do is to discuss different questions I put up over there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my hand when I want to bring everyone back to order. Some people may be seeing me raise my hand, and what you'll do is you just go, just kind of button up, and people who are looking at you are saying, why are you buttoning up? Because you're going to be raising your hand too. That's the way we'll bring everyone together. Is that okay? Uh, you can do that with 50,000 people in a major you know, a stadium if you want to. It's a nice way. Rather than saying, may I have your attention, may I have your attention, may I have your attention. Because I can go on and on and on. So if it's okay, I'll raise my hand when I want to call time. And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Each question I'll put up on the board. And then I want you to have a little bit of discussion about it. No more than five minutes. And what I'd love you to do is to pick out one person who is going to be the scribe for the group of maybe five or six people. If you're by yourself, you're not going to have a good time. So I want you to join someone else. There are lovely people in this room. I truly mean that. And so join with someone else. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Now, the reason why I put together this talk is because I believe, again, that the office visit is the time when you are together with that patient. And so what do you do? How do you keep on going for six months, a year, 10 years, 15 years, and like myself, for 30 years, and still loving what you do? It happens there in the office visit. It's when you shine. And so what you have to do is figure out, are there times that sap me away? Do I bring in too much baggage into the office visit? You know, some people bring in baggage. You know what baggage is? It's kind of stuff. It's the stuff that you bring in every day when you come to work. Uh, some people bring in a little bit of a briefcase, you know, maybe a piece of paper, okay? A piece of paper is figuratively. And some people bring in a big trunk, you know, like they're going on the Queen Mary across the ocean, okay? People don't see it, but you feel it. It's like an anchor. You're just dragging it along, dragging it along. I want to lighten that anger, uh, that, that anchor. I want you to be awesome. I want you to shine. I want you to be beautiful in front of patients. I want to leave your baggage outside. Questions, we all have baggage. One of the first questions I'm going to ask you is, so what's your baggage? So what are you bringing in? And how can you get rid of it? That makes sense? This is not facts. This is feeling. So at the end of when we're all together, I'll wrap it up. I'm going to be talking to you about things. We're going to have a little bit of poetry read. Short moments of poetry. Little things that I'll ask you to read to everyone else around here. And I hope I'll touch you emotionally so that you walk out saying, I'm really good at what I do. I'm doing the best I can. And every time I go into a room, it's another opportunity to really kind of just make a difference in the world. Because that's what we're here about. Making a difference in the world, a positive difference in this world. There are no ordinary moments. There should not be. There should not be any dullness to your day. You should peak, and you should peak, and you should peak, and you should peak. I know that everyone is not so healthy, and that things happen to you. And I know that there are worries that all of us have. But most of the time, most of us can put those things away. And a patient deserves it. 
They deserve 100% of your attention, but things, you're normal, things get in the way. And so what we'll do is work on those things and then figure out how to have an unforgettably positive office visit. Unforgettable, I want you to be unforgettable. Not just memorable, but unforgettable. I'm not gonna sing unforgettable, da, da, da. I'm not gonna do that, all right? But, but wouldn't it be lovely to be unforgettable to someone? You can't do it with, with trying to be unforgettable. It just has to happen, okay? We all set? All right, now, when you group together, just say your first names, where you're from. Just take a moment and time to introduce each other. So maybe two, three, three, four, five. Maybe this group can group. You don't have to come around. You can just turn around and just use it. Uh, if this were theater in the round, we'd have people clustering together. But this is schoolroom, so we have to make the best what we do. It'll work, because you guys and gals all love each other, and you're all doing the same thing. Right? So what I want you to do is you can gather together. That's number one. You're going to pick one scribe. The person who's the scribe has the longest hair. And if all of you are, if there's a couple of guys and they don't think, then you pick one, one person who has a reasonably good handwriting, and then we'll get together. Okay, so group together in about fives or sixes maximum. Five or six maximum. Make sure you pick a scribe, one person who will represent the group. <coughs> Everybody, I have my hand up, so that means we should all get to attention and give me your attention. Ladies, you may raise your hand when I do. It just takes a second because then everyone sees, uh-oh, okay? This is a quick way of us getting all to attention. Thank you very much. So you've introduced yourself, first name, and just kind of just, you know, where are you from? And now we're going to begin. The first question I want you to answer, I'm going to give you five minutes to answer it. And then what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to go to as many groups as I can throughout the one hour. So I may not come back to you. But the idea is to get an idea that you're all in the same boat. You all feel the same. And if you don't feel the same, you find out, uh-oh, I do feel that way. And I just didn't want to voice it. So this is to find the commonality. So if I don't get to your group, absolutely, please know that you will have shared something very, very important with each other. Normally we do this in smaller groups so I can get to everybody with every question, but clearly it's not going to be possible over here. So I'll be running around, and some group will have some things to read. Okay, fine. So the first question that we're going to ask is this, and I'll call time uh, as soon as we are doing it, okay? So what would an unforgettably positive office visit look like? Looking like is if I were a director producing a movie, and this was an office visit, would I see smiley people? Would I see people running around crazy? Would I see patients ushered in? What would it look like to you, the perfect, unforgettably positive office visit? What is the ideal for you? What would be sweet if every day it can go like that? Go.
This is perfection, the perfect office visit, okay? Got it, okay. If you were <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm not here. Great. What I want you to do with this list, even though it's never complete, because you never know what, what you think you can add to it, but this is as perfect as you can get. Pick the one thing that you think, boy, if I have this, it would be an unforgettably positive office visit. If I could direct the scene, that would be the theme of it. All right, and then give me that one thing, because when I'm going to come around to a few tables, I'd like to hear that one thing. I know it can't be, and you know, I know this is fantasy. I realize it's fantasy, but. If it were true, what would be the one thing that you said, boy, if I have this, and don't waste, don't, don't spend too much time on this, it, it's perfectly okay, because we'll do the best we can to settle that issue. But it's the theme, it's the feeling that you have. All right, and I'm gonna come around the table, so we're gonna go like this in about one minute. You have one minute to find, of the things you've generated, one theme, go.
You're going to get good arms after this hour is over. You're going to get good arms. Thank you very much. Okay, fine. Table number one. Actually, I think this may be table number 33. Okay, you go ahead. Who's, who's the scribe? I wrote. Oh, you wrote. Okay. <laughs> All you have to do is just tell me the number one thing, okay? Um, personal connection. Personal connection. Okay, that's a great universal. So it's not just smiley people, but it's connecting on a personal level. Cool. I wonder where you got that idea from. Okay, good. <laughs> group number one. Okay, fine. Or group number 33. All right, fine. Here, how about you guys and gals over here? Who's the scribe? You look like you're yeah. the scribe. Okay, good. Having, having a good support staff, and so, support okay. staff and a great supervising physician, and also diagnosing a new condition out of common. So that out of what? Diagnosing a new condition, which is out of common. Oh, so a totally new condition? Yeah, something different. Which okay, is so like good support staff, lovely physician to work with for yes. whatever, yes. and diagnosing a new condition disorder, which is out uncommon. Of, yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. Great deal of satisfaction in that. Great. I see some smiling faces over here. You know, laughter is momentary happiness. A giggle is a sign of innocence. But when you smile, not smile for the camera, but just simply smile, you're touching your soul. So a lot of people are smiling now when I'm seeing it. And I didn't ask you to smile for the camera, so that's what this is all about. Just being you, all right? Being you. Okay, good. Table number 32. We came up with efficiency and a hug at the end. Ah, efficiency and a hug. Okay, fine. Um, you should be aware of this one thing. That's good. Efficiency has no soul. Efficiency has no soul. The hug does. Okay, fine. This group over here. Yep. Who's the scribe? Me. Okay. Uh, this is number 25. Okay. So both parties are actively engaged in a feeling of connection. So. Okay, so connectedness. Now, if someone else has said something similar to that, add your number two, but I love it. Yeah. Okay? Uh, All right. So the only way we could expand upon our feeling of connectedness was that both parties are actively engaged. The patient's asking questions, you're reciprocating ideas. And you're in the moment. Yes. You're actually listening rather than saying, oh my God, I'm an hour late. Yes. Right? Yes. Which is, or thinking about what you're doing afterwards. Yeah, right. right. That's called not being in the moment. That's right. You know, <laughs> when you see a good looking guy or a good looking gal and you're not attached and you say, wow, you're not thinking about anything else, you're in the moment. Okay. <laughs> Gentlemen, who's the scribe? Uh -huh. We decided that it would be nice if the patients were either on time or early. So it'd be nice if all patients were on time, or even early. A dream, a fantasy, but we'll accept it. Okay, fine. Scribe here? Okay. Um, we said that patient would have an affect change, like a boost in confidence from therapy. Ooh, so they come in, they, they leave better than they actually showed yes, up. Even exactly. if they were okay and normal, sure. you'd actually make them super normal, super friendly, yes. super nice. And we're super happy. So. Wow. <laughs> And they leave a little bit of extra money at the door for charity. Okay? Sweet. I love it. Okay, fine. One more table over here. Now, don't worry about it if I don't get to you. I love you still. And you've already told each other what you would love. Yep. Who's the scribe? I'm the scribe. Yes. Um, we talked about having a lot of time. Just time in general. Simply time. What would you do with time? Why time? Who cares? You just get them in and get them out, right? Or no? So you can listen to the patient. You can actually listen to the patient, she's saying, yeah? So you can listen to the patient, and so then you also have time to engage with them about your plan or just, you know, being connected with them. Actually taking care of them. 
But you know what? I have a different way of looking at something. You can care about somebody. You can care for somebody. That's caring for their psoriasis, alopecia, areata, whatever it happens to be. You can also care about them. When you care about someone, you care about everybody. Their moms, their dads, their dogs, their fish, even their goldfish you can care about. But, but that's an all-inclusive all kind of thing. I love the all-inclusive kinds of things. So in addition to caring for someone, care about them. Do you get the difference? Caring about them is giving a hug, okay? Now, I'm not talking about physical hugs. There are many ways of touching someone. How can you touch someone whenever laying a hand on them? Because if I do this to OBGYN, people say, oh, we don't touch our patients, you know. And some of the other psychiatrists, oh, we don't touch. I say, guys, take it easy. It's okay. They say, oh, no, no, we don't touch. Don't you understand that, Steve Shama? I said, it's okay. See me after class, you know. How can I touch you, and how have I touched you, and how have you touched other people emotionally without ever laying a hand on them? Anybody? Yep. Huh? Eye contact. Eye contact, yes. Anybody else? Smile. Okay. Did you say smile? Yep. Absolutely. Tonality, right. Tonality. That's right. The words that you use, right. You can touch someone more emotionally than they could ever touch themselves. In other words, if you put a hand on someone, they say, you know what, it's not too, it's, it's, it's too hard, too soft, it's not in the right place. You know, it's never right, unless you're just on right. But when you are looking at them on their level with eyes, with tonality, with smiles, with whatever else that you have in the connectedness, you, they touch themselves emotionally. And they do it perfectly. All right, so never worry about touching someone emotionally or physically touching them because they can do it beautifully themselves. Thank you very much, okay? Okay, fine. Now, we're going to go on. So the perfect, the perfect visit is all these kinds of things. Now, if you haven't been, you know, if I haven't called you, uh, then just raise your hand as I'm going through because I do remember every single table I've gone to. It was 33, 55, 22, 1, 1. I have no idea who I've seen. So when you, you know, if you're missing me, let's just make sure we get everyone in during the hour. Okay, fine. So the second question is knowing what the perfect, we're having a discussion about what the perfectly unforgettable positive office would look like, what gets in your way? All the kinds of stuff that you get, but this is a very, very important question over here, okay? So what gets in your way of having that beautiful day? It may not be what you put down over there, but I want to smile again. I just heard from this group over here, and they want to get a hug. What keeps you from those kinds of things? What does that? And then we're going to pick out the one thing from your table, okay? So I'll call time in five minutes. Enjoy conversation. Go. When your hand's up, generally speaking, I expect the mouth to close, okay? Great. Okay, fine. What table? This is a very, very lovely table. I, I love when it's tough to quiet people down because I know they're having a good time. I'm not going to look at them now, right? Okay, fine. Who hasn't gone yet? Uh, which table hasn't voiced uh, their beautiful thoughts and discussion? Yep, okay, good. So this is what gets in your way. Um, a patient that disagrees or argumentative. Okay, so an argumentative patient who just doesn't respect the fact that you are all knowledge, right? <laughs> right. I sometimes exaggerate, but you know, then again. Yep. You? Um, we decided any, a patient who comes in and wasn't happy to begin with, and now there's really nothing you can do to make them happy because they had to wait several months just to get into the clinic. 
So things so have really been messed up. Well, well, the thing is, is you can't even start with the questions about what their problem is because they're still talking about how long they had to wait to get into the clinic. Okay, so there's no making them happy. Right. So it's an that's, unhappy that's, patient where in the morning I told you all the answers and there's no way you can pull them all up and done work. Right. Okay, fine. Oh, good. That's good. Yep. Scribe? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, we decided politics at the office can really make it difficult. Ooh, politics. Meaning like, you know, people against each other in the front office, bitching about the back office, and the doctor doesn't even know which way the ship no is. Coordination. No coordination, things of that sort. Okay, all right, fine. This would be good, yeah? Uh, we decided electronic medical records, especially during conversion processes. It slows you down, it's hard. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I'm going home now. Okay, we found the thing. EHR. Okay, or EMR or whatever. Okay, fine, great. So electronic medical records, they're either working good or not working good. The problem is how do you get the stuff in and how do you get the stuff out? Okay, good. Thank you. Who else? Yeah, the group here. We decided if a patient's not taking responsibility for their noncompliance to our treatment plan, kind of throws off their Oh, no, wait, wait a second here. So when patients don't listen to you and they're not getting better. Right, and then they're not acknowledging that they didn't actually follow the plan or they, did, they deviated from it or. That goes along with it because you're so perfect in the way you explain things. I'm just kidding here. <laughs> that they know exactly what's supposed to happen. And every treatment, of course, works 100%. Mm -hmm. Right, she's watching. I was just kidding with you. Okay, I'm fine. So creams, you know, ointments always work better than creams. They're messier, right? And people always use them twice a day as described, as prescribed. Right? Okay, fine. Um, you missed one thing, okay? Uh, now, you missed, uh, you know, you didn't miss anything. You just didn't, you have to give yourself permission. Who gets in, well, I'm sorry, what else, yes? Um, we think that we get in our way. Aha! Thank you very much. Trip to Bermuda, you all have to pay your way, but you're going, okay? All right, fine. Now look, I love everything you were saying, but one of the things you have to realize is around Steve Shannon is you have to think about you in relationship to the rest of the world. All right, fine. So how do you get in your way? Um, you bring home to work. Um, so okay, you bring home some baggage. to work, right? Yeah, baggage, um, right? You get caught up in your path and lab results not coming back. Your support staff's not organized. You, you know, you're you're non-compliant. You're in a you have an unhappy patient. Um, it's all your perspective. Yeah, because you see, you're the captain of the ship, and the politics of the captain of the ship, people don't, not understanding and not being compliant has to do with you as well as them. I'm not gonna put it all onto your side, but it has to do with them. So I'm not blaming anyone over here, but I, you have a lot to do with it. And if you're not the captain of the ship, you ought to be helping run the motors in some way. Physicians tend to run onto the rocks, okay? All right. They just are just loving what they're doing, but, but they don't, they don't, you all are the crew here, you know, and you're watching things happen, and the guy or gal is in charge. Physician mind is different than your mind. Not better, just different, all right? And it takes all kinds to steer a ship to make it go. And so I think that us getting in our way is a very, very important one. Let me see what else I have to tell you about this. Any other thoughts over there? Let me just see if I have any wise sayings over here that I pulled up. I may not because this was good, okay. What gets in our way? These are from other, other groups of people who have gone this over here. Um, you often see too many people per hour. 
you know, there's like too many people getting hopelessly behind. Well, who schedules those people? You know, you do. Or sometimes the secretary who's working with you who thinks that you're so good you can see more people. Lovely. And you love that because your ego says the more I see, the more money I make, the more diagnoses I make, the more valuable I am to the firm, to the, to the office, to the whatever. That's a conscientious person. Conscientious people sometimes self-destruct, okay? Some people say the world gets in my way. That's an overall kind of thing over there, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, we do that because we expect miracles, we expect perfection, all right? All right, any other additional thoughts of any group over here that we've... So all of them could become conceivably that we get in our way, all right? Not all the time. Some other people over there that we have no control over. Okay, good. Now, the third question I want to ask you is, which is what I love, is how do we make it better? You know the answer. You just have to be brave enough to discuss it and come to a conclusion. Give me two things that how we can make this better. And I'll give you five minutes to do it. And when I come around to different tables, give me the top two things that you think. Now, again, if your list didn't include us, then just include us. How do I make me better? But if it's not important to you, then think of something else. How do I make this craziness that goes on in many of our offices slow down? And how do I make a day unforgettable? What can I do? And I'll start to read you some lovely, lovely things that I think will, will touch you, uh, and you'll never be the same. All right? Go. Thank you very much. Okay, now I have some people who will read something, but not before our discussion. Little quotes from a book called Simple Abundance by Sarah Ann Brethnatch. It's Brennick, if anyone you speak the King's English. But in any case, so, so what, what uh, teams over here want to express uh, what, uh, how they make things better? Who hasn't uh, gone uh, a group? Do we do all of you? Who would, oh, you, yeah, you guys here. Okay, fine, good. Okay, scribe. Oh, you do it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, being open to change. Being open to change. Give me another one. Being open to change. So I, I'm more to explain for that. Being open to uh, doing something for your patient that you wouldn't normally do. I was talking to them about it, and I said that I try to come to these conferences so that I learn something new, and I always implement one new thing for my patients in the practice so that I'll never be, uh, you know, that doctor that gets or that PA that gets stuck in in old remedies all the time. I practiced 30 years and sometimes I was stuck in that one old remedy that actually worked. Don't forget the old remedies, you know. All right. If it doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. If it doesn't work. Okay, fine. I, I, love, the, I love your intention. That's fantastic. Come learn and give the, very, the very best of you to your patients. And if the very best is not good enough, then that's just exactly what you get. It's just you did your best. All of us are that. There, there is an expression in medicine, to cure sometimes, to relieve often, to comfort always. That's what it's all about, right? We can't always cure people. Most of the time we can, but there are some things we can't cure. To relieve often, to relieve them of pain or give them hope, things like that, but to, to comfort always. That is what our overlying thing. I'm putting together for Travis, for the, uh, your journal, um, something on trust, all right? I won't tell you the rest of it, but it has to do with trust. If people don't trust us, it doesn't matter how, how intelligent you are and how many conferences you've gone to. I'm not looking at you, but I'm just looking at all of us, and I'm looking in the mirror, okay, too, when I say this. If they don't trust you, you got nothing. So when you wake up in the morning, 
And you look, at the, you look at in the mirror and you say, you know what, I'm real good at what I do. Until you're not, the ego floats away. I'm real good at what I do, I'm real good at what I do. I do my best, I do my best, I do my best, I do my best. I do my best. And then when you believe you, show up for work. If you don't, don't show up for work, okay? <laughs> There's an expression, the art of convincing someone of something is being convinced yourself. Absolutely convinced yourself. Then you don't have to profess. You can just be a lovely place to be. Okay, who hasn't gone? Any group over here that hasn't gone? Okay, fine. Now, who's the next group? Any, any group over here? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Scribe. We had decided better scheduling would be helpful. Better scheduling would be helpful. Okay, who's mm -hmm. in charge of the scheduling? We have a scheduling staff. Have a scheduling staff mm -hmm. separate from you. Correct. They just think you're fantastic, so they schedule and schedule and schedule. Okay. And you go crazy and you bitch back to them and they say, but you're doing so good. That's, by the way, a snoopy lick. Okay? But you're so good, doctor. You're so good. Patients love you. I know you can take that extra patient over here who has a generalized skin disease and has been on four antibiotics, just released from the hospital, I might add. But you can do it. We have confidence in you. And okay? We have more tolerance. To we have more what? We have more tolerance because we have, of it. Okay, fine. Lovely. All right? Anyone else? Scribe. Scribe here? We Who's said, the scribe? Oh. We said to have a positive attitude, and I would add be intentional with yourself and the patient and your support group. Well, so have a positive attitude and be intentional. With what that. does be intentional mean? Because that's on my list, by the way. What yeah, I know. To be intentional, just to um, acknowledge the people around you, be patient with yourself, and when the other one was, don't let um, don't let bad negative things affect us, and have respect. Okay, fine. So it's a lot of stuff. So don't let bad things affect us. But we're humans. What happens if it does affect us? What might you say to someone? Acknowledge, Acknowledge it, that, and then, then what do I say? be able to start afresh in your next room. Okay, fine. And what might you say to that person when you were a little bit kind of quick with them? What do you mean? Well, I'm wait, sorry. I, apologize. Yeah, right. Oh, you can say I'm sorry, whatever. I'm sorry, but it's been a very, very busy day. And then regroup and say, you know what? You're the most important person at this moment in time. Please forgive me. What can I do? We, we talked about that. Yeah, you did. Right. It's okay. You don't have to use my words. You can just say, you know what? Sorry. Right. What can I do for you today? That's it. You don't even have to explain, you know, that the dog is all kinds of growling and has poop all over the place. You know, whatever it happens to be, okay? Upset stomach, bought new food, tried to save some money, and it didn't, didn't work well with the dog. We do that with our cats sometimes, okay? Uh, anyone over here? Let me just have one more group, yeah? Don't look at me and pass it on. You're the scribe, okay? Yeah. We said um, communicating better with everyone positively. Okay, so how do you communicate better with somebody? Um, do you have a meeting? Yeah, a meeting's good. Ooh, a meeting would be Month, good. A monthly meeting. Right, a monthly. How about a weekly meeting sometimes when everything is in chaotic uh, <laughs> craziness here? Right? I agree. That would be nice. Okay, so you have a meeting. What would you do with the meeting? Discuss ways to, um, to make everything work more efficiently. Right. Think of the universal. What are we here for? We're here for you, making money, because it's money, right? Making the diagnoses. We're here for the doctor who's in charge, right? We're here for the rent that he has to pay or she has to pay, right? That's what we're here for. We're here for making the United States government stronger, Medicaid, Medicare, all that kind of stuff. What are we here for? Right. Patience. Absolutely. When you have an argument with somebody and they're arguing back and forth and back and forth, the one, the one thing that should work is forgive me, forgive all of us. 
It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about the patients. How, must, how may we best serve them? You know, it's not to dismiss the arguments. You may have said something uh, to somebody, but it's, it's, it's the patient. Are we serving them the best? You know? Now, in the difficult person workshop, uh, the, the, the idea would be that you, know, you can set some boundaries. If someone was really, really tough with you, a patient, and out of line, I think it's fine to put that patient when they're dressed. I was always dress a patient when you want to tell them off, okay? It's true. I mean, they're naked under that gown. You're going to say, you know what? Don't like the way you're treating this whole office. Don't like anything about you, okay? And you can leave right now. <laughs> Who's the scribe here? Oh, you've, you've, you've abdicated the scribe because you've had enough, okay. Okay, this is yeah. how I always get through my day. You have to relax, relate, and release. Okay, the three R's, okay. I'm going to tell you an, another acronym, but, uh, but after this. So relax. Relate. Relate. And release. Okay, so you can write that down if you remember acronyms, but that's good, okay. I'm going to tell you the acronym that I have that's not an acronym for for how to pick a committee using the SMILE technique, S-M-I-L-E. It's not S period, M period, I period. It's that if someone comes up to you, it can be like a job description. If someone comes up and say, we have a great committee, and they start describing it to you, and after about 30 seconds you're not smiling, don't pick it. It's true. Now, I can afford to do that at my age. Maybe you can't because you're younger than I am. But I mean, truly, let your smile be, uh, be the kind of thing that brings you in the right direction. If you're smiling about something, pick it. If you're not, question it, because you will lose that committee. You'll, you'll go off that committee. You won't be the best person on that committee because you weren't smiling. Smiles, they're so important. They are so important, plus the three R's. Thank you very much. All right, let me, let me do a couple of things I have over here. Uh, I put down be yourself, okay, be you. We were talking about that during the lunch break over here. Uh, the difficult situation with a person uh, might be something like the first thing you do and you walk into a room and they look at you and, and they say, oh, oh, I thought I was seeing the doctor today, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That difficult person couldn't get me also. What could they say to me? They could say, oh, excuse me, I thought you were younger. <laughs> I thought you were more up to date. Aren't the younger people more up to date? Oh, I like people. I thought you. I thought you had a full head of hair. You know, I thought you were chunkier, slimmer. I thought you were Catholic rather than Jew. I thought you were white rather than black. The difficult person is going to get you. They will always look for something. The most brilliant residents, and I've done this talk with a lot of the residents, and they, they, the women residents are always saying this. You know, they, they look at me, and I'm a woman. They look at me, and I'm young. They look at me, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a resident, not a physician. You know, uh, not a physician, but I mean a, a staff per person. They wonder why. So it happens with all of us. And the, the answer, I say, is be you. You cannot be anyone but you. I'm doing the best I can, ma'am. I hope that's okay. I'm doing the best I can. You need to believe it. When you wake up in the morning, you say it in the mirror until you believe it. And if you don't, don't show up. If you do believe it, show up and see if they can erode you, okay? And when you, they're eroding you, someone's just brought you down, like they can bring me down, you know? Um, what you do is you say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can. Forgive me for just a moment. You walk outside of the room, and what do you do? You could cry, of course. <laughs> and perhaps that's appropriate, all right? But what might you do? And it's okay. What do you think I do? 
Someone's just ranked me out for whatever reason. Didn't do anything wrong, but I just wasn't their impression of who they wanted to see. I get a hug from somebody. It's okay. It can be a verbal hug or it can be a physical hug. It's okay. All right. Permission, shaman, to say you all hug each other. Okay, not now. All right. I actually come from a creativity workshop. Uh, been there in Buffalo. The oldest and largest creativity workshop or actually conference in the world, it's where brainstorming was originated, the name brainstorming. And I actually organized one-third of that conference, 60-minute sessions of just wonderful things about creativity. What we do to be creative is we suspend judgment, okay? Terribly important, terribly important. We generate all kinds of ideas to solve the problem that we have. We do lots of ideas and we have fun. I tell you that that's where it is. We have been, we are no longer kids. We are adults. We have adulterized the child in us and we're now too serious. I don't want to be a grown-up, I want to be a growing up. Then if a child comes to you and say, Mommy or Daddy, but you're a grown-up, you should know all these things. I said, no, sweetheart, I'm a growing up. <laughs> don't get too serious about life. Do the best you can, be responsible, respectful, educate yourself, but the end is not here now in terms of your knowledge. And people have to understand that. If they keep on putting you up, bring them down. Put them up, bring them down. Be you. You can only be you. Best defense. No matter what your color of your skin was, religion, how long you've been a PA, or any other thing. There was some NPs uh, in the room over here also. Sweet, lovely. Do the best you can. Be the best you can. Be in the moment. And see things from the patient's point of view. Very, very important. I can understand how you might feel about this. I'm sorry. Forget the I'm sorry. You can just understand. And the other thing is, I'm going to tell you a very, very brief story. Um, I'm, seeing a, I'm seeing a Mrs. Schwartz over many, many years. She's had lots of basal cells, and I'm scraping them off, burning them off, freezing them off, cutting them out, and she knows there's nothing wrong. So one day at 4 o'clock, I have call hours between 4 and 5. People call me up, and I put her on my speakerphone. There's no one else in the office. And she, she calls me up, and she said, Hi, Dr. Salmon, this is Mrs. Schwartz. What's the result of the biopsy? So I said it was a basal cell. And she goes crazy on me. Now, you don't know the, the whole thing. I get about 20 or 25 calls every day from patients who are asking me for biopsies or how's my rash, whatever, and I try to feel them. Today, my wife says, you better get home at 5.10 because something very, very important is happening. I will not, no longer excuse you, and if you don't come home on time, okay? And she was serious. I mean, she wanted me to come home at 5.10. And so I'm seeing that this is like four minutes before the 5 o'clock hour, and I got a, almost a 15-minute trip back, and Mrs. Schwartz is my last patient to talk to on the phone. So I'm trying to calm her down, Mr. Schwartz, you know it's a basal cell, you've always had it before. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Before I realize one of these ladies is gonna get me, Mrs. Schwartz or my wife, so I gotta make a decision between who and who. And so, just when I'm ready to say to Mrs. Schwartz, Mrs. Schwartz, don't you get it? It's innocent. How many times do I have to tell you that? And I'm gonna hang up at this point in time, call me in the morning. I just held myself off from saying that. When Mrs. Schwartz says, Dr. Shama, I'm, I'm understanding that it's nothing terrible, but thank you very much. She said, today is my birthday. And surrounding me now are my nieces and nephews, my brother and my sister, and all our family. There must be 30 people over here. And before we celebrated my birthday and sang happy birthday, brought out the cake, I wanted to make this call to you and to tell them, because I'm on speakerphone right now, they're all listening to you, tell you how wonderful you are. Assume that the world is listening to you every time you open up your mouth. Assume everybody is listening. Are you kind? Are you caring? Are you compassionate? 
I will never forget the phone call from Mr. Schwartz. Never. When you're ready to blow your cool, assuming someone's having a birthday party, <laughs> and the world is listening, and they're just ready to cut the cake. <laughs> any, any thoughts about that? You good? All right, all right. All right, so uh, now this group over here, I, I asked everyone to kind of just say something. Now, they have cards. Take a look at the cards, and you're supposed to read them as if you wrote them, and it's the most beautiful poetry. Beautiful execution. Yeah. If it isn't delicious, don't eat it. If it isn't delicious, don't eat it. I don't want to repeat this. Beautiful. Cultivate gratitude. Now, these are the ways of making things better. Drink lots of water, pure spring water. Yeah, now remember, this is don't, not exactly, you could have a, some wine or something too, but the point is just relax. Do things that nice people do. Always carry something interesting to read. Okay. Stop trying to please everybody. Oh, that's a biggie. Stop, we, most of us are pleasers, by the way, okay? I'm looking in the mirror, but uh, yeah. Stay away from negative people. Yeah, good idea. Let Mother Nature nurture. Right, we try to push because we know so much. We're so smart, okay? Now, another group over here has some, is that crew? Yeah, got a couple of slides? Okay. Start pleasing yourself. Start pleasing yourself rather than other people, yeah? Don't be afraid of your passion. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, you do. A few more over here, okay? These come from the book, Sarah Ann Brennick's book, Simple Abundance, and it's one of the pages. I'll give you the reference if you'd like. Always opt for comfort. Yeah, you see, this is not normal, not in the medical group. You don't opt for comfort. You act for, like, how can I work harder? How can I work until I'm dizzy? How can I work until I'm collapsing? Approach problems as challenges. As? Challenges. Yes. Oh, as challenges. I was going to say as opportunities. Right. Challenges. <laughs> Correct. I could rewrite that one. Right. There are no failures. There are only opportunities to find another way of doing something. Care for your soul. Yeah, biggie. And over there. For this, you get CME credits. I told Travis, I said, I'm going to start giving out CMI credits, continuing medical inspiration. It'll be obligatory in the United States. Oh, wouldn't you like to come to that one? Be instead of do. Yeah, it's a biggie. Be instead of do. Be, be. Set aside one day a week for rest and renewal. Yeah, just one. We wouldn't want to take two off, would we? <laughs> Search for your authentic self until you find him or her. Yeah, you know, that's also a biggie. I don't know why you've got the cluster of biggies. Maybe this is a stacked duck over here. Your authentic self. Who are you? Who are you? And why are you here? Besides getting the CME credits. Haven't you met lovely people during this discussion? Aren't we all lovely? Aren't you proud of being a PA in this organization? Making the world a better place one person at a time? It's almost this kind of stuff, you know? It almost is this kind of stuff, yeah. Express love every day. Yeah, right, you can translate that, you know, to a patient, I love you, you can translate that into soft tones, okay? Exchange security for serenity. Yeah, uh, anyone else have cards? I think we've done it, right? Yeah, all right. How do you know, how do you know you've gotten there? All right, let me do this. How do we know it's working? What does success, whoops, what does success feel like? Take two minutes. If I were to look at you in your offices when you get back home 
and you've, you've absorbed something that you've discussed in your group over here, how would you feel? Feel, not look, but how would you feel? What one word would come out of your mouth? I'm looking for something real, real simple. It doesn't have too many vowels or too many consonants. It could be a word like, <sighs> that's what I'm looking for, okay? No references, no books or anything else like that, just a word. It could be two words, but nothing more than that. Take one minute, go. My hand is up, so let's give this, uh, this team a, yeah, uh, you want to hand it to that? Yeah, calm. Oh, I'm sorry. Calm. Say, calm. Calm. Yeah, right. Is, isn't, I, I'm not looking at you and saying, can you say calm, please? <laughs> but, you know, when you say these words, we have to believe them. I'm not saying you didn't convince me, because you actually made me say, calm. Yeah, right. You can do that mantra when you walk into the office. Sometimes don't walk into the office until you're all calm. Take one minute to calm everyone. By the way, I was doing a workshop many, many years ago, and I said, how do you, how do you deal with people? I mean, like, how do you be nice to patients? And you know, how do you send them positive energy? And this guy said perfectly, seriously, he said, after everyone is gone, before we turn off the lights and we go home, we all get together and we pray for our patients. And I didn't ask him what he meant. I think that's wonderful. It ain't the religion. It's just feeling, hey, you know what? We are grateful. We are just filled with gratefulness about where we are, the money we can make, the prestige that we have, the goodness that we can give to the world, everything. And why don't we take a breath and say, wow, this is good stuff, rather than looking for the broken parts. Don't look for the broken parts. It's going to go in the wrong direction. Look for the things that work in this world. I promise you're smart enough to find the broken parts when you're sending out the positive energy saying, hi, my name is Gloria. How can I help you? I'm right here. Who else? A few more thoughts. Groups? Give me a word. It's a smart table over here. What? Happy. happy. Okay. Happy. Right? Okay. Sorry. Right. Right, happy. <laughs> what? Intent, content, content. You know, I don't even know what we know what that word content means because it's like so far away. Content means I don't need anything else. I'm there, I've made it. How many times are we there? We're always in the next moment. The moment, if you're in the moment, of course you can't be conscious of the moment and be in the moment, by the way. Then you're not in the moment. I'm there. I'm in the moment. I can't believe I'm in the moment. You're not in the moment if you're aware of the moment, okay? Uh, what? It's a little mind-blowing, correct. Okay. Well, who else? Just give me a couple more. Touch me emotionally. Touch me so I can feel like this has been worthwhile, okay? Up until now, it has not been worthwhile, by the way, okay? Come, come, come. Yes? We also had content, so let me find something else. Good. Thank um, you. <laughs> at ease. At ease, um, okay, one of more. accomplishment. Yeah? Fulfilled. Fulfilled, I like that one. Tony Robbins, uh, Tony Robbins, you know, the peak performance coach, said success without fulfillment is failure. Fulfill. I'm full. I'm in a wonderful state. I'm in a wonderful state. I'm full of wonder state. How often do we use those words? Well, they're not scientific, Steve Shama. We don't use those words. We don't use pleases and hugs and love because we're... We're scientists, we're professionals. 
I would rather you be a family of uh, people, not feuding, but a family, okay, than professionals. Because it's not going to take away your knowledge to be a family, right? Isn't it true? Okay. Let me read you a couple things. We're actually doing great here. I can't imagine what the... Anyone else want to add something to this? What else did you discuss out there? Come on. Someone is a, doesn't want to say what they felt. You guys, what did you say? What was your discussion like? Content. What? Content. content. So content. That's good. Okay. Now, who has the yellow cards? This, this group over here. Read those things. Here is what you, when you, when you have reached that moment, this is what you might be saying. Okay, these words. Authentic success is being so grateful for the many blessings bestowed on you and yours that you can share your portion with others. Yeah, your cup overfloweth. To tell you the truth, you know what? It's overflowing right now. You got more than you need. You really do. That it may never come again is what make day, makes each day so sweet. Yeah. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow morning on Amtrak. I will weep for everybody from the experience. I promise you. Because it's lonely and alone going back to, to Vermont where I live. But this has been sweet. It really has been. That it may never come again. Authentic success is knowing that if today were your last day on earth, you could leave without regret. Could you leave without regret if today were it for you? This is a rhetorical question. Don't you raise your hand because everyone's in the flock around you afterwards and wanting to know how you feel that way, okay? Yeah. Authentic success is reaching the point where being is as important as doing. Yeah, we don't often get to that being state. Do you have one? One last one, Bill. Authentic success is not just money in the bank, but a contented heart and peace of mind. You guys are getting CME credits for this. There's got to be something wrong with it, huh? You know? What is wrong with it? Why don't we do this more often? You know, this is two hours out of four days, and I thank everyone for, I'm not finished yet, but I thank everyone for inviting me here to know that you needed something like this sprinkled. And what I would suggest is just sprinkle something uh, around every time you have a, a break. You know, I was giving a talk in Puerto Rico, and it was, I was introduced, and I gave my talk on Friday, then I was going to give a talk on Saturday. And so what I'm basically doing is I'm going to a, a real lovely affair that they had, dancing, singing, good food, cha-chas, merengues, I mean it, you know, Puerto Rico. And all the staff is over there. The husbands are dancing with other people's wives, and the wives are dancing with other people. The guys are dancing with the guys. Really wonderful. Everything was okay. Nothing was naughty. But it was fun. And everyone's having a good time. These are professors of dermatology, staff people, uh, everybody, all right? And, and then the evening ends, and it was lovely. And I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. It's 8 o'clock, and everyone, people, the persons in charge of the conference says, and now Steve Shama, you met him before. Steve, take the, take the, take the position over here and go with your second lecture. And I looked at the group, and I remember the night before, and I said to them, I said, before I begin, I want to ask you one question. Where is the music? Where is the music? We get so serious. We get so serious. Where is the music? All of you enjoy music, whether it's jazz or symphony orchestras or all kinds of new modern stuff. Why don't you play it? Why isn't it here? I'm not being critical of the people who organize this. I've never heard music at any medical you know, convention. None. Why don't we do that? 
Is it going to hurt the knowledge? It probably would help the knowledge, may I suggest. Where is the music? And where is your music? Can you play it a little bit louder? There's a card that I got from Emil Zola, a little birthday card. Not from him, because he died a long time ago. But it's a saying that he had, and it was on a card. It said, if you ask me when I, why I came into this world, I will tell you, I came to live out loud. If you ask me what I came into this world to do, I will tell you I came to live out loud. Are you living out loud? Are you living your dream? Is this what you want to do? And if you're doing it, are you doing it the best that you can? It's sweet. It's beautiful. There's nothing like it. And do you think you're successful? The answer is you are. Let me read you something from, uh, from Emerson. His definition, Ralph Waldo Emerson, his definition of success. To laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to learn the appreciation, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. Do you think that one life has not been lived better because you were around to help out a patient? Oh, yeah. The rest of your life is dessert. It is. You've already done it. Just pile on the desserts after this. Absolutely pile it on. The last question, which I'm going to just kind of perhaps answer for you, is how do we keep this going? Because it will end, I tell you. I have five minutes before I finish. I'll finish on time. We're right on time over here. How do you keep this thing going? How do you keep what you may be feeling now, just the conversations you have, not necessarily what I've told you, but how do you keep this going? Because when I leave at a quarter to to today. I'll be here for the, for the cocktail hours and I'd love to talk to you about what the conversations meant to you, things like that, but you will go home one day just like I will go home on Amtrak tomorrow and you will forget. There'll be an erosion of this. How do you keep this going? What might you say? Let me start this off and I want to just, you know, you see the thing is when you problem solve, when you're trying to solve a problem, the problem is how do we keep this going, okay? You need to give yourself permission to be you. Don't be, the, don't be the physician assistant the way you were trained in a scientific way. Come up with things that really touch you. And here are some of the things. Make sure you're using caring words to yourself, to the people that you love, and to your patients and to staff. Always being a caring individual. But you're also human, so you can't totally be perfect every day. Give yourself some slack for that. Patients' point of view. Take that point of view. And just listen to what patients have told me. When I gave a talk with patients and physicians in the same room many years ago with psoriasis, here's what they said. This is what they love uh, you to say to them, okay? Amongst many other things. Tell me you understand. Tell me you appreciate how hard I try to follow your instructions. Always give me hope. And always look happy to see me. Not much, is it? I mean, when I, when I listen to this kind of stuff, I say, have I been there these 30 years, or have I missed something? Have I been really there, or have there been moments, hours, days, months, or years when I just haven't been there? That's why I keep on doing these conversations with people. This is the conversation with you. It's not just me spouting off things. I need to be there. And if I'm not, then I'm wondering, what's going on? 
couple of more things before I end this over here. Techniques for keeping it fresh. Take time to wonder. Wonder is how the most brilliant scientists figure things out. They start with a hunch. A hunch is okay. Give yourself permission to wonder. Give yourself time to dream and honor them. Celebrate the obvious. Tomorrow, or today, when you go outside, it's a beautiful day. It's hot, humid, but it's still beautiful, okay? There are robins all over the place. What's a robin? Who cares about a robin? It's just a bird. It's just a bird. Look at the robin, and remember what Emily Dickinson, she got famous on that robin poem, and she was just simply describing something. See the beauty in the obvious, which we tend to dismiss, and see the beauty in your patience, which we tend to dismiss. We're looking for the broken parts. Remember, difficult people are angels trying to teach us something. And do it before you go to sleep. You know, count your blessings, things like that. Now, I'm not going to ask you where the oohs, ahs, hums, and wows were of this, but I'm just going to end with one thing. Um, I didn't come thousands of miles to just give you this kind of talk and then just say, okay, fine, collect whatever I'm supposed to collect and go home. I did it because I wanted to make a difference in the world, one man's opinion, and it is only one man's opinion. And until I figure out what it is all about, what the meaning of life is all about, I will continue to do this. So I'm with one thing that really has touched me over the years, and it's this. Life is not measured by the breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. I wish you more breathless moments with yourself, with your patients, with your staff, and with the people that you love. And until then, until we meet again somewhere, sometime, somehow, wish you a good journey. Thank you very much.